I swear, in the year of our Lord 2019, you wake up and every day on the social media, on the on these here internets, in these here internet streets, you learn something new that makes you just uh, really every day. I just get up. You don't even get up. You know, you roll over in the bed to check your phone, to turn off the alarm. And you open up your Twitter feed and you just go, (sighs) and as a black faggot in the year of our Lord 2019, what I don't need is other black faggots or other black queer people to be hurting us. And this is really hurtful and it's even tough to talk about and try to bring into a nuanced conversation because I know he's trying to do a good thing and I'm just coming along as an elder as a, as a queer elder and saying Frank Ocean <laughs> baby what is you doing I'm just gonna give voice to that meme baby oh no baby what is you doing if you don't know, he's deciding to launch a cool, chic, queer, invite-only nightclub party in New York City, which, with this audio posting, I will not be invited to ever in my life. <laughs> um, but he's decided to call it PrEP. After the um, antiviral HIV medication... And the reasoning from the quick uh, internet search that I did, the reasoning was that he was saying this is the kind of night and party that could have been happening in the 80s if we'd had that drug back then. First of all, that's being very ignorant of the culture and the history, right? Black gay people. I'm like, have you seen Paris is Burning? Like the Kiki was lit in the late 70s and 80s. So this idea that there was no partying because AIDS was taking us away um, is completely false. Um, Minorities, people of color, women, just minorities in general have always found a way to survive and thrive and practice self-care and love on each other in the midst of pain, oppression, torture, whatever. It's how to live, okay? People who were enslaved, my ancestors, we we jumped the broom. We performed marriages to each other, all the while knowing that in 10 seconds, Massa would burst through the, the, the shack that they put us in and rip us apart and sell one man off as a buck and the woman off as a whore to another plantation to 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 as chattel to raise other kids and as a buck to impregnate other female enslaved persons we still perform marriages in spite of because you have to find a way as a people to move forward and live and move and have your being under oppression okay there are stories Eli Eli Wiesel and other people who were uh, in, in encampments in the holocaust said there were days of laughter they loved each other they found ways to laugh because it is resistance it is resistance to find joy within your ranks while you are under the threat of the gun and knife and oppression and enslavement and so the aids crisis while we were dying from it we found a way especially black people 
to come together and have those kikis in apartments and have vogue battles we found a way to live that's what the ballroom is about living and resistance and glamour as resistance finding a way to thrive and we need to end the stigmatization of hiv because that is directly in bed with heterophobia i'm sorry <laughs> it's been on my mind today um homophobia and phobias in general but heterosexist anti-gay sentiment and idea shape policy that's why we are right now arguing the right to be trans basically in front of the supreme court right now that funeral home that wanted to fire this person from trans because they transitioned the only reason we can have that as even a legal argument is because of public uh, sentiment and homophobia is still general public sentiment public sentiment is what shapes the minds of congressmen and senators when they're voting on shit it's what judges have in their heads. Nothing exists in a vacuum. The Supreme Court, the members live in this world and are shaped by this world. So when you throw a party called PrEP that places, uh, that makes a binary, right? When, when you even put the word PrEP out there that makes a binary, people who are on PrEP and people who are not, right? So we need to be careful, especially as queer black people how we language things and how we navigate space and we need to end the stigmatization of hiv which will allow people to come forward and say that they have it and allow people to get treatment and uh help shape policy in progressive productive ways <sighs> i know you mean well frank ocean but you got to do better this this ain't it My children life lesson from the great flood never feel ashamed for self-care <clears throat> pardon me never feel sorry for pulling out of an event saying no you have the agency to change your mind and what at first glance was a great idea after some introspection, after taking a second view, can reveal itself to be a horrible idea. And it is smart and self-care to say, you know what? After reconsidering, I can't go to this event. I can't give this talk. We are not going to that film, whatever. Never feel bad about changing your mind. It is your prerogative to change your mind. Now, obviously, you do reap what you sow, meaning there are consequences for every action you take. And there, there's going to be fallout from whatever decision you make, right? Life is a choose-your-own-adventure story, and once you choose B instead of A, all of the options that came with A are out. So be ready for friendships to end or jobs to go through or not based on these decisions you make but be okay with that because self-care is vital and quite frankly 
if you have a friend group or you're at a job or you're at you're involved with some entity, person, friend, organization that is going to penalize you for taking care of yourself, which actually allows you to be a better friend or to be a better employee, if they're going to count that against you, then you don't need that friendship and you don't need that job. Quite frankly, it's time to really reevaluate if your friends want to give you shit for taking care of yourself, if your employer wants to give you grief over making a positive decision for your mental health and well-being. So take another look at that if they're giving you pushback. Um, But just take care of yourself, folks. Self-care is vital. Take care. I promise you that when you stop chasing people and you resist seeking other people's approval and you just fully lean into what you want to do, go to the movies you want to see, go to the theater you want to see, listen to the music you want to listen to, wear what you want to wear, and you're just out and about in public living your best life, you will draw to you amazing people who like the vibe. They will catch the vibe and be into it. And that's who you will attract. Amazing people. And I'm... The law of attraction can be extremely problematic because it... uh, I find it re-victimizing oppressed people. If you strictly go by that then, you know, you draw everything to you that happens to you. So then if you, it doesn't take very much thinking to think, okay, so black people drew the transatlantic slave trade to them, right? Jews drew the Holocaust to them. Uh, Women draw rape to them. That's very victim blaming. So I'm not really into the (laughs) law of attraction. However, on a smaller scale, And this is true with most things. There's a little bit of truth in everything, right? And that's how you get into trouble when people um, gaslight and take that kernel of truth and then over, you know, blow it out of proportion into a big lie. But the little bit of truth is if you are yourself, if you are 100% saturated you, you will attract the people who are into that and not attract the people who are not into that. But if you're trying to be somebody else, if you're constantly trying to be a, a chameleon and, and, and morph into what you think other people like and what other people want, you can't keep that up. At some point, the real you is going to come through and then they're going to get upset. The people that you've drawn to you pretending to be somebody else, they're going to be upset because they've been fooled. You have fooled them. You pretended you were somebody else. And now that you're trying to be the real you, but they're not into that because they were into the fake you, right? So you just get yourself into a whole lot of trouble. You attract people who don't even know the real you. Be you. Be 100% you 24-7. And if people are into that, they will vibe with it. If they're not into it, they won't vibe with it. But 
it's better to be on one's own and be yourself than to be with friends or a romantic partner who isn't really into you, who's into this facade of you that you've built. So I promise you, though, if you are you, not the idea of you or not the projected you or not this you that you're creating through through the lens of somebody else that you want to like you because that's what we tend to do we tend to say okay I like person B what do I need to change A myself into so that person B will like don't do that stop doing that be you and you will draw a person B who likes what they see in A My children, I should have known, I should have known that something would happen that would bring me directly back and force me to broadcast today. My children, the Harriet Tubman movie premieres today, and it pains me to say this, but I cannot support it. I will tell you why, and I will make this quick. I could do a long, drawn-out read about Hollywood and the industry and anti-blackness and yada, yada, yada. I will make this very quick. Cynthia Erivo is a British-born black who has made her entire career playing black Americans. She became famous playing Celie in the London West End production of The Color Purple, right? A story about black Americans. Uh, Then she transferred to America and won a Tony Award, of all things, in 2016 for playing Celie in the revival of The Color Purple on Broadway. Now, uh, short digression, I saw LaShawn's in the original Broadway production, and LaShawn's was incredible. Uh, but let me go back real quick. So, back to the point. Um, this is not... Cynthia Revo is an amazing singer. She's an amazing talent. I give her all her props for her talent. This is not about her talent. This is for her enabling anti-black sentiment, for her retweeting anti-black American jokes on Twitter, for her retweeting jokes where people call black Americans lazy, and for she herself make, mocking us with a ghetto black American accent on her Twitter. Whenever she is confronted with this, whenever she is asked to apologize for this, she literally pulls a Scarlett Johansson and says, I should be able to play whoever I want. I'm an actress and I work very hard. I work very hard. That is literally the exact same thing that white women or any white people say when you say, hey, you have white privilege. You're taking jobs from us. Why are you playing black people? And that is also cultural appropriation. Cynthia Erivo is not a black American, but she keeps getting cast to play black Americans because... White Hollywood says, oh, they're all black. Black people are a monolith. It doesn't matter who the fuck they are, where they're from. A, a black person from Nigeria can play a black American. A black American can play a black Spaniard. We are not a monolith. Yes, anti-blackness is global, <clears throat> but anti-black American sentiment is a very specific thing, as is anti-black uh, Spaniard sentiment, as is anti-black... People would lose their minds if somebody won an Academy Award. Well, and I... Before I go there, I protested Forrest Whitaker playing Idi Amin. I said it was inappropriate. So that discussion is done. But if people were playing a lot of uh, black Americans today were playing a lot of black Nigerians, people would have a problem. And they should. 
especially if those actors are on the internet making derogatory comments about that ethnicity. Black American is an ethnicity. It is hip-hop. It is rap. It is the biggest exporter of America. The hip-hop industry is a billion-dollar industry. Everybody wants to be a black American. She is capitalizing off her form black privilege. If you don't know what that is, please Google Malcolm Gladwell's brilliant 1996 New Yorker piece called Black Like Them. He lays out foreign black privilege beautifully, okay? And he sits in both worlds. He has foreign black heritage. So he can, he dissects it beautifully. Anyway, I said I was going to make a long story short. I'm trying to, but it's a big issue that encapsulates a lot. Don't go see the Harriet Tubman movie. And it pains me to say this because that story needs to be told on film. But A, by a black American actress like Aisha Hines, hello, and B, by someone who doesn't mock and ridicule black Americans. This is a fool. This is buffoonery. And what this is, is Hollywood saying, black people are all the same. You are a monolith. We don't care about you. We're not going to listen to you. Because there's been a big stink on the internet. Uh, follow the hashtag, Harriet Deserves Better. Uh, follow the hashtag, um, uh, don't go see the... Follow the Harriet Tubman movie hashtag, and you'll see all of the brilliant black uh, scholars and... Uh, black creatives and intelligentsia saying uh, this movie is a problem because of who you cast to star as Harriet Tubman. We have been protesting this. The movie studio did not make a casting change because they don't care. They don't care about black American sentiment. They care about white people going to see this. White people will probably go see this movie in droves so they can pat themselves on the back. It'll make a lot of money. I bet you that she'll get an Oscar nomination for this. She may even win an Oscar for this. Because they love casting foreign blacks in black American roles. Look at Selma. Martin Luther King, foreign black. Coretta Scott King, foreign black. I promise you, black Americans can act. Samuel L. Jackson even said something about this with Get Out. Okay, don't go see the Harriet Tubman movie. Or if you do, just know what you're doing, which is... You're stating with your dollars that you don't care that the woman playing Harriet Tubman hates black Americans and Harriet Tubman was black American. So that is all. The Great Flood is spoken.